Now, I first met my next guest about, hmm, it might even have been about seven years ago. He was a guest on The Late Night Show. Uh, and then I knew him as Latheme. But this morning, he comes to us as a rebranded, a whole new person. Uh, Jason Orpheus, he's got new music out. We'll hear the new track, which is called Ghost, at the end of the show. But for now, Jason Orpheus, welcome. Hello, Sarah. It's so nice to see you again. I am so, I've been so excited. I've been so excited for this interview, um, just because it's always lovely to catch up with people when you do, haven't seen do. them for a while. Mm. That's always fantastic. But you've had a whole new shift, a rebrand, a rebrand of name, of self. Of, of everything, really. I think it was, it was mostly post-pandemic. I think I can attribute most of what happened to... to what we all, most of us went through in the pandemic, there was loss, there was, there was grief, there was sacrifice. And I think it altered a lot of people um, on deep, deep levels, I particularly totally myself. What, what was it then? What was the, why did you feel the need to, <clears throat> to, to rebrand? I think having gone through the, my personal experience with the pandemic, um, it really made me look at who I was as an artist. It made me look at who I was as a human being. And I think I questioned my identity post-pandemic. In what um, sense? What was I offering as an artist? What was I offering as a human being? Um, I think it was a very existential period for me where I was questioning what I was putting out there in terms of music. Who was I doing it for? Was I doing it for myself? And was I still being authentic to my original mission statement? And I had to sit and have a really honest look at myself. And the thing was, I wasn't. I was off my center. I was, I was off my compass north. I wasn't honoring myself. Um, I wasn't even writing about things that I necessarily wanted to write about in some of my songs. And that right. really bothered me because of the pressures. I think that a lot of independent emerging and struggling artists sort of go through the, the self-compromise, I think, Absolutely. that a lot of artists experience. Particularly, I think, um, in a Cape Town context. Mm. And I know that it's no different. It's probably even worse on an international platform or within that context. Um, and I felt that, I felt confused. Mm. Why was... South Africa and Cape Town in particular following a formula that, ne that doesn't speak to our people, it doesn't speak to our historical experience and it's, I felt that uh, that my lived experience in the industry was, was robbing me of an opportunity to be an authentic artist and I mean I could go on and on about it because I mean one of the things I had an issue with was that our industry Post-94 has had this amazing opportunity to, to remodel the formula for, for our artists in our industry, where we could set our own trend on an international platform, mm. but instead we choose to, by and large, adopt international standards that don't speak to the mental well-being of our artists That's or necessarily to pushing the individual success of our artists or highlighting the talent that we've got. And those were the kind of questions and conversations I sat with myself. So I went silent for the better part of last year. Yeah. <clears throat> I went silent. I stopped doing gigs. I stopped putting music out there. I stopped singing. 
I didn't even want to sing anymore. And um, once I'd worked through a lot of the stuff, I decided, well, this is something I still want to do, but mm. how am I going to move forward now mm. if this is what I want to mm. do? I'm going to have to give up a lot of the expectations I placed on myself to belong in a space that I didn't feel spoke to me. That's huge, though, but mm. particularly when this is your living. Right. Um, the risk of that. I mean, and I love that. I love that you're coming out and saying this. You know, I think that there was a the word of the year for last year was authentic. Apparently, I know that mm. some people sneer and go, "Oh, you know, yes, authentic." <laughs> but actually, I, I I think that to do that is cowardly because yeah. the 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 strength it takes to live as your most authentic self. Yeah. Mm. Or to at least have that as a goal right. is enormous. Mm. When you then add that your career rests on it, mine does as well. Right. Um, mm. if there's a risk attached to that. What if people don't like my most authentic what self? What if they don't? What if they don't? Um, it's scary. It's really scary. Mm. And in the in the music industry, it is particularly. Which direction do I go in? Am I am I putting out music that I can guarantee is going to get played on there, 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 and there? Right. But do I enjoy singing it? Is it a creative output that I'm proud of? All of that stuff. I think it's incredibly brave what you've done. Really. Um, how do you feel? You, we're going to hear Ghost in, in just a minute. How do you feel now about having put out music that you feel is you? So what we've done, myself and a number of producers, we've been working on new music um, painstakingly because I really wanted to take my time to write stuff in a genre that I was finally comfortable at. Okay. Because, I mean, my tastes have changed over the years. I started out in alternative rock, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've Which sort of always blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was, you know, it was my Alanis phase, man. You know, I came, I grew up, you know, mid-90s, and those were my influences yeah. and my expressions. <laughs> and I moved through all these genres, and I really sort of taste-tested everything like hors d'oeuvres in order to... To really sort of see what it was I liked and do I want to fuse things together and why am I limiting myself? Why is the industry limiting me to only moving in one direction in order to be successful, in mm. order to get exposure? And we've been working on some new material. Ghost was something that I that I worked on and I wanted it to be my first song. I never expected it to be a hit. Um, but I did, I was very proud of the final product because mm. it, it's, it comes across as a song about loss and grief in terms of a romantic relationship. Mm. But the deeper questions I was asking myself was, who's really feeling like a ghost in this situation in life? Mm. Am I blaming others for haunting me? Or am I really haunting myself? Hmm. Am I holding on and unable to let go of the things that have held me back, the things that have defined me, the things that have made me angry and mm. sad and joyous at times? And so that's what the song was about. And I, I wanted this to be my first release. I wanted to use the song to introduce myself as Jason Orpheus. This is who I am. I'm not always going to write pop songs. I'm not always going to write hits. But I am going to write things that I hope people can identify with. As I'm on this journey right now, identifying with this new, I would say, version of myself. Mm. 
mm-hmm. it's even a funny story how I came how I came up with Jason Orpheus. I was wanting to moniker. ask you, where did this come from? It's great. You sound like a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, unbeknownst to a lot of people, I've not always been Ladim. I've actually had a lot of names. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've been Ladim since the age of 23. Prior to that, I had English names. I grew up in uh, with a Christian mother and a Muslim father. Okay. And my father was so madly in love with my mom, he never asked her to change religions or anything like that. He was even fine that she raised us Christian. Right. But having grown older and, you know, getting to know my father's family so deeply and, and considering myself a deeply spiritual person as well, I was very drawn to Islam. And I wanted to, I wanted to follow in that direction, mm. spiritually, because mm. I felt it spoke to me. So, but when I was coming up with a new moniker, because I felt Ladim was someone that represented all these things to me. And while there was a lot that came out of that that I'm super grateful for. Yeah. Um, I felt that I didn't identify with that, with Ladim as an artist anymore. Ladim is still a lot of things and he's still here. Yeah. Gosh, it sounds so schizo. But <laughs> <laughs> sound like you're coming out. <laughs> but my second name used to be Jason. Okay. And the road I grew up in when I was a child used to be Orpheus Crescent. And I felt that those two words spoke to me of a time when life was... When I was clean slated, when I wasn't, I was unimpressed upon Mm -hmm. by life. Mm -hmm. I wasn't jaded. I wasn't (laughs) molded. I was, I could do anything I wanted to do. And I felt loved more than anything else at that particular time in my life. Just for existing, I was worth it. And I felt that it both, it honored both my parents where it passed on. And it also took me back to... A part of my roots, I would say. That is that yeah. is a great that is great. <laughs> what a great story. Listen, we've got to, I wanna I wanna make sure that we've got time for the for the song Jason Office. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> it is though. That's got like deep yeah. me I just I just thought you were like, Oh, you've picked a couple of really cool names. Incidentally I found out Orpheus was the Greek god of, of? music and the harp. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I only <laughs> we, found out. We probably afterwards. should have known that. I feel like I feel like we ought to have known that um, at our combined age. Uh, please, will you introduce the track for us? So this is my new single. It's called Ghost. It is my first release since my rebrand as Jason Orpheus, and I do hope you enjoy it. Yeah. 